What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the weekly walk-off on the Did You Hear podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle podcast network. I'm Emma Houghton. He's Pat Zhang. And Pat, it is our favorite time of the month. We are doing a weekly walk-off August Players of the Month. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome to be back with you doing this one, because I know I just did July. Uh, yep. We love doing our Players of the Month, and always fun to hop into this. Yeah, it, it's felt so long for me now. I, I missed I going through my, my fan graphs monthly fan graphs logs. The way to, yeah, it's the, <laughs> the fan graphs is the best for doing this. It really is our best friend in this, and only one more to go after this, too. I know, that's crushing. I would like, next, next month, I mean to do this every time and I forget, next month... I'm going to go through and listen, and maybe our listeners can do this too. Go back and listen to every single Players of the Month, and then we'll compile all of them, and we'll I do like a, like uh, a monthly awards. And then we're going to do, at the end of the season, we're going to do our AL and NL team MVPs like we did at the halfway point. Oh, of course. So that's going to be a big episode. That. Yeah, yeah that's and maybe we'll, we'll have to do some thinking. Maybe we'll just do, we'll, we're going to do a whole award thing, but maybe we'll do our own... Uh, did you hear AL position player and pitcher of the year for the end of the whole season or for the duration of the whole season? I can see that being kind of cool. Yeah, it could be fun. Well, you know I'm always up for it. <laughs> you always are. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, where should we start? Do we usually do AL player first? Yeah, we can go AL player. So this is actually the one that I had the hardest time with, interestingly. Mm. My AL player of August is Giancarlo Stan. Uh, a solid selection with the tear that he was on. Right, and I saw a tweet a while ago, and I don't remember who it was, so unfortunately I can't give credit. But it was along the lines of, Giancarlo Stanton's hot is hotter than anybody else's on the planet. <laughs> because it doesn't matter how bad he was at the beginning of the season, He's dangerous because you know he has this type of tear in him. And I had a very hard time picking between him and his very own teammate, Aaron Judge. Yep, yep. So I'll I was get into say, Judge. Place to look at. Exactly. I'll get into Judge in a second. But Stan's August, nine homers, 18 RBIs, if not the main, one of the most important reasons why the Yankees have the top spot in the AL wildcard right now. He has OPS over 1,000, mm -hmm. and what stuck out to me the most, because we can talk about one of our favorite stats, which is that his exit velocity is higher than anybody else's, and he hits yep. more, he has more hard hit balls than anybody else in the league basically combined. Stanton's K percentage in August was 19.6%. That's the lowest of his career in Ooh, the I knew it was his lowest of the season. I did not know it was the lowest of his career. In August, so just in that specific month, but by a pretty considerable margin. In August, in almost every single month of his career, he was in the 23 to 25% range. So that's a pretty sizable drop. It means he's seeing the ball much better. It basically looks like, it seems like it looks like a balloon to him because he's hitting it that far and that mm -hmm. hard. And again, I think you have to take, well, I don't know, because maybe NL player, Make, proves this wrong. I think you have to take the team's record into account when you do these a little bit because if Stan's having that good of a this good of a month, it makes a lot of sense that the Yankees are also having this good of a month. Yeah, he is 
one of the few players that truly has the ability to throw a team on his back and carry them. And that is what happens when he goes on these it literally patented Stantonian streaks, which is yeah. what he's on right now. Where he just, everything he hits, he tears the cover off and he hits at 450 feet, seemingly. Uh, we go to, you know, you, you mentioned showing different stats. Well, I'll show you the same stats. 100, per, 100 percentile in average exit velocity, 100 percentile in max exit velocity, 99 percentile in hard hit percentage, and 90th Holy percentile crap. in oh barrel percentage. When this man makes contact, it is flying off the barrel of that bat and i really do think there's a point to be made as well that this was the first month where he really played outfield he has yep. been a dh basically his entire time with the yankees and they threw him back out in the outfield and his bat really really heated up which i, I just think that is an interesting parallel to look at that maybe it just keeps him more in the game if he's a fielder as well because as you've gone through all the stats for the month what a ridiculous month he had and really helped put the yankees in contention yeah, and he's never been an average guy, and his mm -hmm. average was in the 330s, I believe, yeah, yeah. 337. You don't, you don't see that every single month no. for Stanton. No, I, the Stantonian made me laugh because nobody... It's literally patented. It's literally it is. patented. He's that good. It doesn't matter how low his lows are. I cannot emphasize that enough. He has the ability to turn it on quite literally whenever he wants. I don't know if there is a player... I'm more scared of than Stan if I was on the mound. Does anybody else pop into your head? The close stance, the quick way he gets he, the bat through uh, the plate. I don't know if there's anybody more scary than him. There's a legit fear factor with him yeah. when, when he comes to the plate. I think that's completely justified. And we saw it in the postseason as well for the Yankees where he hit some home runs, some big home runs for them last year. Uh, he is not someone you want to face down the stretch, especially when he's as hot as he is right now. Yeah, and I have to mention Aaron Judge because they truly mm -hmm. do go hand-in-hand. Hand. Judge had eight homers, 26 RBIs. I gave the slight edge to Stanton, first of all, because of those exit velocities. Holy shit, that's on. I've never seen a 100th percentile <laughs> on Baseball Savant. Oh, my God. Uh, and Judge also has a higher strikeout percentage and a lower weighted runs created plus than Stanton. So he, he Stanton's adding a little bit more value to the Yankees right now. Yeah, I, I would say so, and Stan, absolutely one of the top performers in the AL. I yeah. have no problem with him getting player of the month. Your guy is making himself a case, though. I'm I'm pretty happy for my guy, and so the, the guy I'll be spotlighting here is Ahmed Rosario, shortstop for the Cleveland Indians, and you know, Rosario, of course, the biggest thing to his name is that he was the key piece that went over in the Francisco Lindor trade over the winter. And Rosario has put together, you know, after a slow start, has put together a pretty nice season. And that was especially shown in August in 26 games where he hit over 370. And he's never been a guy that's hit for too much of average, but 370 average, 400 on base, which is nowhere near what he usually puts up. Four home runs, 20 RBIs, a couple stolen bases, and 42 hits in the month of August in 26 games, which I think is really, really impressive. 166 OPS plus. He was third in the American League in war above all hitters, even above Giancarlo Stanton as wow. well with the war that he put up. Uh, I, with Rosario, like I said, I, I just think it's a very cool story for him for being a, a piece that I, I don't think written off is fair because he was one of the top prospects in all of baseball a couple years ago and he had some nice seasons with the Mets. But to see him have... 
a really solid season so far and really put that all together in the month of August, which is exactly what he did. I thought it was a great story there. And also to your point of making sure to mention teammates, Jose Ramirez as well Mm -hmm. had an unbelievable month for the Indians, especially the power numbers were out of this world. But yeah, Cleveland Indians, solid month of August for a couple of their position players. We usually don't talk about position players when we discuss the Indians, but Ahmed Rosario for me is someone I wanted to focus on. Yeah, that's a really good point. We're almost always talking about pitchers when it's good mm-hmm. things about the Indians. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts and questions. Please. The first is that how many times do you think you've said the statement, he just couldn't put it together as a Met, but I'm really happy that he's putting it together now. Basically every player that's ever left <laughs> it's the Mets him, would be it's the question. It's him, it's Lowry, it's Wheeler. Oh my God, the Travis list Darnell. goes on and on. We, we can, oh, man, trust me, we can, we can keep going. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to choose not to keep going, but we could. <laughs> um, my two questions about Rosario is, yeah. was he hurt to start the season? No, he just struggled. I, okay. He just, he struggled. His his plate discipline was really, really poor. I believe his yeah. chase rate was massive, which is was a problem in New York, and that was one of his biggest downfalls. And it really does seem like he's he's honed in his discipline. I mean, even here, so in the second half, if we look more than just August, his on-base percentage has gone from 306, which is, you know, not a, a round league average, I'll say, and is good for Rosario, someone who struggled with it. In the second half, his on-base percentage is 368. Yeah, that's, that's a huge, huge increase. Yeah, yeah, so he he's definitely changed something approach-wise at the plate, and I think that's really paid dividends for him. Yeah, that's a huge jump for a player like him. My second question is, do you know if he's back to playing primarily shortstop? Because at the beginning, they were trying they him out him in the center. outfield. Yeah, yeah, he's not a center fielder. Yeah. Um, I mean, so maybe they, that they, was it, too. That It could be it could definitely be a positional comfort. We just talked about it with Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that could be a part of it as well. I know they're shifting him around. I believe he's played all over the infield as well as the outfield uh, for the Indians this year. Um, but maybe solidifying a position for him might uh, might be the best thing. Yeah, you, you can never put a value or you can never put a limit on how valuable it is to have positional flexibility. But it's also got to take a toll on a player when you're spending so much time focusing on the nitty gritty of four different defensive positions and then maybe you lose sight of some things at the plate. So I can see Rosario definitely being comfortable with with one position and one thing to focus on. My last thing about him is that a couple of nights ago, he went five for five with an inside the park, inside the park home run mm-hmm. and a home run that went over the fence. Pretty cool. Pretty, Isn't pretty that pretty cool. cool? Yeah. I do want to correct myself. He's played uh, 102 games at shortstop. I think I was thinking of Andres Jimenez, who was the other shortstop that went oh, over yeah. in the trade, who has played a couple different infield positions for the Indians, but it's been uh, mostly shortstop and then about 20 games in center field form. I, it was definitely at the start, too. Yes, I remember yes. The he Indians, started as a center fielder. Yeah, for them. going yeah. into it thinking they could kind of turn him into an outfielder, and that didn't He's uh, really fast, but it's well. just, you know, you need to also be able to read the game out there. Yeah, the last guy I had as an honorable mention candidate, and this is the most that I had because I felt like the AL player of the month was the most wide open, Mm -hmm. it's got to be Salvi Perez. He deserves to be on that list because he's thrown himself into the home run conversation. We just talked about him, you know, on our our episode, 12 home runs in the month of August. That's absurd. Yeah. That's absurd. All right, so we got, I'd had Stanton, you had Ahmed Rosario. Let's shift to a player that we quite literally had to agree on because it's the only option for this. Pat, the ale pitcher of the month in August is Robbie Ray. And we have had another thing that we have to do at the end of the season 
is maybe decide which pitcher had the best month of all the months. Ooh, I like that. And which hitter had the best months of all the months. Kyle Schwarber immediately comes to mind. But Schwarber Robbie, and DeGrom are the first two that come to mind, yeah, but I'd Robbie love Ray, to take a look at all of them. Robbie Ray is making himself a case for the best month of any pitcher this year. So I'll go through some of the numbers, and then I'll reach the the milestone that he just reached, which is just mm-hmm. insane to think about. 41 innings pitched in August, only gave up eight runs, two homers, and the thing that defines his career, Ray yep. had 52 strikeouts and 41. It's what he does. It's what it's he does. insane. His whip is 0.85. He has a FIP below two in six starts. This is absolutely absurd. I'm going to tell you all of his starts in August because they're that good. Are you ready for this? The, the, Let's do it. The Blue Jays only went 1-0 in, in all of Robbie Ray's starts, which proves why they're not going to make the playoffs because they couldn't take advantage mm. of his pitching. First start, he ha- he threw six innings, two runs. Next start, six innings, no runs. Next start, seven innings pitched, two runs, eight strikeouts. In Robbie Ray's last three starts, he's thrown eight innings with 11 strikeouts, seven innings with 14 strikeouts, and seven innings with 10 strikeouts. That all leads him to reaching 1,000 innings in his career. And he broke the major league record for the most strikeouts in that span with 1,241 strikeouts in 1,000 innings. He broke Darvish's record. Robbie Ray, all he had to do was get his command under control. The Jays took him. The Jays took him on a flyer deal. And we said this with Josh Nelson. Josh Nelson on our White Sox weekly weekly walk off. I'm so excited I can barely speak. Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is going to get himself a ton of money. And not only that, he might walk away with the AL Cy Young this year. Uh, I was exactly going to mention that as well. And listen, you nailed it. To not even talk about the July statistics, what has happened with Robbie Ray is he has gotten his control under control. (laughs) Where just a year ago, he walked six batters per nine innings. That is insane. Six. You think that's... Or that was just in Toronto. In Arizona, he walked nine batters per nine innings. That That is not a typo. This year... He's down to 2.1 per nine. So you can see when he's limiting those base runners, you talked about his whip, how much lower it is this year. We know about how much of a strikeout ace he is. He's been able to let his stuff be on display instead of just clogging up the base pass, which is what he's usually done throughout his career. I think if we're looking at June or excuse me, at August as well, his walks per nine specifically was 1.76, which is a phenomenal number for Robbie Ray. Uh, His left on base percentage was at 84%. Uh, you mentioned his ERA at 176, and we know all about the strikeouts. I love to try to differentiate from you, and we'll talk about it for National League uh, position player as well, but I just could not get myself to pick anyone else other than Robbie Ray. We're at that point. He was just mm-hmm. that good. I don't even have an honorable mention because Ray was far and away the best pitcher in the I have one more, too, because you know how important this is to me. He also led the American League in innings pitched, which is very, you need to be a workhorse, and he is one of them this year. The other thing is his home run per nine rate, 0.44. I don't know if he was ever prone to the long ball. It was almost always centered around his command. (laughs) Yeah. But the fact that he's giving up that few home runs is it's just crazy. That's why the ERA is so low. That's why the FIP's so low. And when he changes, his velocity is so high too. When he can change the plane for a for a hitter, 
and then just get him on his wipeout stuff. I can't even begin to imagine what his contract's going to look like. I think it's going to be at least three years. Mm-hmm. Twenty million a year, twenty-five million dollars a year. Right now, he's on a one-year, eight million dollar contract. That is just a steal. He's definitely going to get some multi-year deals. The biggest thing is what free agency is going to look like. Period. This year with the yeah, collective sure. bargaining uh, agreement going up. But yeah, I, I definitely think he's put himself in a position for to try to land a three, four, five at the most. I would think year deal in that twenty million dollar range. Yeah, and hopefully this is his future that hopefully this isn't the outlier year we've always seen flashes for him right but my my counterpoint is that you don't throw 160 innings this well all year Mm -hmm. long that's not a fluke this is now the future for him six war this year for baseball reference six war going into september i was just gonna say we're not even done with the season (laughs) his career war is 14.6 wow so that just shows how big of a season he's having what an incredible stat. Wow. Yep. Who was your honorable? Honorable? I looked at Marco Gonzalez from the from the Seattle Mariners. 100% uh, left on base percentage will always stand out for me. Jeez. But I, I just, I don't even know if there's much more to put into it still. Because it's just, it's Robbie Ray. <laughs> Him in his tight pants. Yep. Him in his tight pants win August statement. AL Pitcher of the Month. <laughs> they have their own Twitter statement. page. They have their own Twitter page. I mean, they had to. They have to. Uh, (laughs) All right, why don't you start with the NL Player of the Month? Unfortunately, we also agree. Yeah, we also agree on this. So I will say I do have a very strong honorable mention for here. But it might be the same guy. probably the same guy. Honestly, probably (laughs) is the same guy. Uh, But I had to go, and you had to go, with CJ Crone of the Colorado Rockies just because of the absurd month that Crone put as first baseman of the Rockies where he clubbed 11 home runs. And what really stands out to me, he had 34 RBIs in 26 games. You talk about run producing. He was a run producing machine in the month of August. A 217 weighted runs created plus 117% better than league average. You heard that correctly. He hit almost 390 with an on-base percentage of 460. These are straight video game numbers. And because of that, I could not give it to anyone else, even though there's a certain man in Philadelphia who tore the cover off the ball this this month. It had to go to CJ Crone. I know, there are going to be Bryce Harper fans at our heads, because yep. he definitely deserves it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember me calling CJ Crown a couple of weeks ago? I, it sounds familiar now that you say it. I was talking about him because I was saying how absolutely absurd it is that oh, CJ Crone plays him. on the yes. Rockies. Yes, 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 yes. Imagine, oh my god, Pat, my head is in my hands right oh, now. Oh, if he was, if he did this in a playoff race, like he should Ima- be doing? Not even. Imagine if CJ Crone was on the Red Sox. Oh, well, there's that, too. Do you consider that a playoff race? I'm kidding. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) This is a frustrated Mets fan talking. Exactly. Yeah, you have no place to be talking. (laughs) My favorite thing about Crohn's month, besides being 117% better than league average, my God, his home and away stats are pretty stark, which is fairly common for a Mm -hmm. hitter at Coors Field. His, His home average is... Almost 80 points higher. He has nine more home runs, 40 more RBIs. In August, only 11 of Colorado's 26 games were at home. 
and he still hit as well as you just said. His slash yep. line was 387, 463, 828. And less than half of those games were at home. So as a great point. it's the whole sample size of the whole season. He is still a much better hitter at Coors Field. But CJ Crone can still make a huge impact on the road. It's never bad when your OPS is almost uh, 13. Um, <laughs> <No>. You know, <laughs> one, 1. 1.3. Not... Not a bad month. Uh, yeah, this was just insanity for him, wh- what he put up. Uh, it was incredible. You know, His average was over 100 points higher than what he had done at any other month this season. His home runs were way more than, almost double than he put up in any other month this season with six in June was the most before the uh, uh, 11 in August. Just, yeah. <laughs> I laugh as I go through these numbers because it is purely insane. This is a, this is actually one of the most insane ones we've ever. Yeah, done. he's up there with the Schwarber month. Yeah, and the funny thing too. So I said at the beginning, you have to take the team's play into consideration, mm-hmm. or I, I, I at least I think so. The Rockies are one of the best home teams in the league, and people don't talk about it. And I'm not <laughs> saying that we should be giving the Rockies any credit because they have absolutely had the worst decision-making season potentially in baseball history what they did at this deadline was not explainable it it truly wasn't but they win a lot of games at home they really do and it's because they have hitters like crone and they have pitchers like herman marquez who has won a pitcher of the month in his own right on this podcast they're also the kings of the walk-off as well. So yes, yeah. that's, that's and they have the well. best walk-off record, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. most walk-offs this year. So it's a crazy pretty, What a bizarre season for the Rockies, yeah, but truly. it's uh, baseball. It's what we do. Yeah, and Mr. Harper, Mr. go back Harper. and li- listen to Wednesday's episode. He might not win NL Player of the Month, but he might win the NL MVP. And even though the Did You Hear Podcast Player of the Month awards are very in high esteem, the NL MVP might be a little sweeter to Harper, uh, especially if the Phillies make right. this postseason. <laughs> if yeah, big if, but if yeah. they do, yes. I don't even have any numbers. He he was just insane. Everybody knows how high his OPS is. He leads the league in almost every offensive category. He is ha- at 2015 level, and again, it encompasses it all. But he could literally outpace Fernando Tatis for the NL MVP. And you think of all that with Bryce Harper, and he still had less home runs, less RBIs, a less isolated power, less average, and less on-base percentage than C.J. Crone. That's it, That is right? how insane of a month C.J. Crone had. Give C.J. Crone some credit. What a month, man. The man, the man earned his throne, and he's going to take that August player of the month. Truly. All right, finish this off with the pitcher here. Cool. So pitcher, we have we definitely have a little bit of a, of a change or difference for the two of us. I'm going with one of the hotter teams in, in all of baseball over the last month. A team that has turned around a division deficit and is now leading that division. And one of the major reasons for that is this pitcher, and that would be the Atlanta Braves, and it would be Max Fried specifically. And Max Fried has really come on for the Braves uh, over over the last month. And, oh, no, his numbers just disappeared off my computer, so this is fun. Um, (laughs) This is the worst time for that to possibly happen. And, okay, here they're back. My computer decided to load again. Uh, He went went 4-0 in the month of August, if that's something you care about. Personally, not for me. But a a .8 whip uh, in in 33 innings, only five earned runs in those 33 innings, a 1.3 ERA. 
14 strikeouts per walk is a, is a phenomenal number. We know it can swing the bat a little bit as well, which is always fun to watch. As I said, I did put a little bit of team performance in this too with the Braves really turning things on because I do think that's a very good point from you. I mean, I don't think there was a super, super clear-cut guy. He did finish third in the National League for pitchers in war for that month. Uh, you know, just I thought it was a solid kind of overall performance from Freed, which ended up having me give him the uh, give him the nod. Yeah, and I think in that in that case too, he is he has really thrown the pitching staff on his back because he's, he's their a best tough pitcher. Year. He's had yeah. a tough year. He's dealt with yeah. a lot of injuries. I mean, the whole Braves team has obviously had a tough year injury wise, but I think he's got to be the best NL pitcher hitter. He's got to be the best hitter of him, any pitcher. Of, of active ones, because Mr. DeGrom yeah. would like that title when yeah. he's back. But yes, yes. Uh, Freed's <laughs> you know a very who else good, is uh, really good, pitcher. too? Julio Urias is a really good hitter. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. But no, so is Oscar Yanoa love... when he stays healthy. <laughs> yeah, Couple home well, runs when he year. doesn't, he's going to punch a wall. Wasn't that because he was hitting? Yes. Yeah, that was a terrible, terrible moment. But he's back. Him. But he's back. Yeah. I uh, apologize if you can hear the construction going on outside. But, no, I think Max Reed is huge. That whip number is insane. I think he's going to be absolutely lethal in the postseason. I was talking to Francisco Castro yesterday, mm-hmm. who hosts the Walking Off Brewers Big, big supporter of ours. Really appreciate yeah. him. Yeah, he's awesome. His podcast is so good. And he was very confident about the possibility of the Brewers facing the Braves in the postseason. Yes. And yeah, I, 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 I kind of pushed right. back on that a little oh, bit. Oh, Really? I do, because I think that Braves lineup healthy is really scary, and I think Freed is going to be nasty in the postseason. I think mm-hmm. Anderson's going to be really, really good. The bullpen is a little bit of a question mark. The late, the three, four, five pitchers are a little bit of a question mark. But yes. I can see Freed pitching seven innings every single time he goes out. He's a workhorse. He's, he's going to be their ace when it comes down to it. So I can yeah. definitely see that. I do also want to say my honorable mention was Logan Webb. Oh, he was of the San Francisco too. Giants. Yeah, yeah, he has been so so good. I think I heard a stat too that it was he's gone 14 straight starts, allowing two earned runs or less. Wow. Uh, just he has been on fire for the Giants. The many cast of characters that have contributed to what has been the San Francisco Giants this year. I wanted to point him out as well. He's been so good. He had a health scare too. He's back. The mm-hmm. Giants really need him. I also put Walker Buehler on my honorable mention. He's always, really always good right there. Yeah. It was pretty obvious to me though that this that the NL pitcher of the month was Corbin Burns, mm-hmm. and you could argue he's that he's been he can you could argue that he's been the best pitcher in all of baseball this year. He started yep. it off by I think striking out fifty three batters without giving up a walk. Sounds about right. Fifty three uh, on the season, almost one hundred and forty innings pitched. 227 ERA, 1.57 FIP. I want to even say before I get into it, these sub 2.5 ERAs hmm. are not common. It's just that four or five pitchers have them this year. The standard just continues to go up. 227 is absurd. You think that's good? In August, 33 innings pitched, 1.64 ERA, and a 1.85 FIP. That's consistency. That means he's not getting lucky. His stuff just plays. His opposing slash line, Pat, 179, 218, 231. Opponents are slugging That's 231. That's exactly the number that I would go to. 
against Corbin Burns in the month of August. And then also his walk numbers just continue to be absolutely insane. He has 4.8. He has a 4.8 walk percentage and 1.64 walks per nine. That's even better than Robbie Ray. Yeah, it's so impressive because, listen, Burns is a big strikeout guy, but what that uh, slugging percentage shows is that when guys are putting the ball in play, they're not making hard contact against him, a lot of them. A 231 is ridiculous. And now, this isn't a, a, an August stat. This is a, a full-year stat, but his home runs per nine is sitting at point three. Oh my gosh, that's got to be best in the league, three. right? It is, it is best yeah. in the league. Uh, that's unbelievable. We know all about this game. We talk about it every week and every month that this game is about hitting home runs for for the guys at the plate. He's limiting hitters to .3 home runs per nine innings that he starts. The Brewers' big three are in the top five to seven in almost every single pitching category. I cannot emphasize that enough. Corbin Burns doesn't walk batters, and he doesn't give up home runs. Brandon Woodruff pitches deep into games almost every single time he's out and it hits that fastball velocity. Freddie Peralta's breaking stuff is so good. That's why this is so dangerous, right? Each of these guys has such a big strength mm-hmm. and they all complement each other so well. And I honestly I don't think Burns is going to win the NL Cy Young. I really don't, but I think he Ooh. has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Oh, he definitely has, and he will 100% be up there. If he's And he's got a good chance to win it as well. But, you know, there are guys like Wheeler and Bueller. Right. I would give it to Wheeler gonna, over him, but Burns is You just... know, as as would I. But um, he has had a, a great season. He also had a great 2020 as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to see that kind of carry over for him. Uh, Corbin Burns, quite simply, is one of the best pitchers in the game. And I think yeah. he solidified himself in that conversation and absolutely deserves to be talked about there. And the Brewers have really proved themselves lately over some serious competition. They they kind of beat the Giants into the ground. They, Burns took care of this Giants offense. And I'll leave you with this. On August 11th against the Cubs, Burns pitched eight innings. He gave up only four hits, zero runs, and he struck out 15 batters. Wow. <laughs> he faced... Well, he didn't face 24 batters because it wasn't a perfect game. But he threw eight innings with 15 strikeouts. That is absolutely insane. Not bad. Not at all. (laughs) Not bad at all. Some pretty good performances this month. Yeah, this was really good. I mean, I, I sat down before I even started taking notes and knew AL pitcher was going to be Ray, and knew NL player was going to be Crone. Yeah. Didn't take me long to fall upon Burns. And then and then AL player, like I said, was the hardest for me because I think a lot of guys deserved it. But this is, this is probably one of the easiest I've had research-wise for all players of the – for all monthly episodes that we've done. Yeah, I really feel like this was one of the stronger months for performances all around baseball because I remember yeah. sitting down for July and being like, oh, okay, I know there was Juan Soto and Joey Votto kind of in the NL, but – after that, I, I don't think there were the insane standouts. Yeah, I agree. Here, it felt like you had standouts in every single spot that we looked. So that was it's very so, cool. It's so funny, too, because when the sticky stuff was happening, we did not think pitchers would be rebounding this well. No. When the Yankees were hitting as poorly as they were in May, we did not think they would rebound this well. Even, even when uh, hitting as a whole, the reason why the sticky stuff crackdown came to into effect because the league was hitting what 240 wasn't that where the league batting average was yeah 220 maybe so just as summer has come into effect and the ball has been flying farther 
Hitters are definitely seeing the advantages, but pitchers are doing just fine on their own, too. Hitters are mm-hmm. slugging 231 against Corbin Burns. 231. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you limit damage. <laughs> exactly. That's how you get it done. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. But, all right, another one down. Like you said, that is August Players of the Month. Only September remain for us for our monthly awards. This is this has been really cool for us. I know we love doing it. And as I said, I'm very excited to have you back for this one. Thank you. I missed it. It's I good know, to get back good. into this groove. It's good to be back. But all right, that will do it for us here on the Did You Hear podcast weekly walk-off edition. Be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave a rating as well as that really helps us out. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Did You Hear Pod. We are bat flipping into Labor Day weekend. Hope everyone has an awesome holiday weekend. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. And Emma, that's a wrap. <laughs>